Bonjour, guten Tag, Privet. Hello and welcome back to the Duspois podcast. Oh my lord, oh my lord. Oh, the news we have this week is so exciting. And can I say hello to the writers, creators and producers of Eurovision 2024 because there's no way after you hear the news that we have this week, you are going to have any doubt that they're listening to this podcast. They're listening and they're reacting to what we want, I swear. Oh. The first bit of news we have, it's so exciting. I can barely contain myself. Everyone, I know we were getting worried. We expressed our concern. And within hours of last week's episode going up, it was confirmed. Woo! Australia will be competing at Eurovision 2024. Cha-cha! Woo-woo! Oh my God, it's so exciting! It wasn't an official announcement. Basically, Eurovision put up a list of, okay, these are these countries competing at the Eurovision Song Contest, and we were on it. Australia was listed. <sighs> A little bit late to the party, um, our broadcaster here in Australia, SBS, then decided to do a Twitter to be like, oh, we're going to Eurovision. Well, thank you if we didn't find out a few hours ago. But also, woohoo! Shit is getting real. I'm so excited. Now, there's been no word at this stage how we are going to select our entrant for Eurovision 2024, although considering it's five months away and nobody has announced anything, I am just going to presume that they're going to stick, that they're just going to stick with the method of what they did last year, uh, that those behind closed doors are going to pick who we are going to send to Eurovision. Although, in regards to last year with Voyager, basically they're selecting the act that the Australian public wanted to send the year before, before the jury got involved and stuffed it up for everybody. But anyway, apart from that, oh my Lord, we're finally going to be there. We are so excited. I'm saying we, obviously, the whole nation. As you know, we live and breathe Eurovision. Australia has been living and loving the Eurovision Song the Eurovision Song Contest for decades. Although it just blew my mind when I realized, do you realize 2015 was the first year that we were officially competing with Guy Sebastian tonight again? Oh my lord, which is still hands down, honestly, my favorite Eurovision song ever. Top five place. Okay, I know technically Dami Im came second, but oh my lord, I've said it before, I'll say it again. Why is she sitting down for like 95% of the performance? It drives me crazy! I also don't think Guy Sebastian had near enough sequins on his stage. But can you believe it? 2015, that's only, what? Someone will be like, what? Nine years of officially competing at Eurovision. We're not even a decade old. We're little baby. Oh, my Lord, it doesn't feel that way. I guess because we've been sitting up like idiots to watch Eurovision for decades. 
So let me just be the first one to say thank you, Europe. Thank you for having us back. It is very much appreciated and we cannot wait to get to Sweden in 2024 and finally bring that victory back to Australia. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You heard it. Smack me and throne. Challenge brought. Eurovision has also come out and has answered some of our deepest plans and our deepest hopes. We were talking last week, our nervousness, who's going to be doing the hosting? They still haven't officially announced. No one's even hinted that it's going to be Impetra and Mons. But the next best thing, they have come out and confirmed that Edward Afsilen and Daniel Ren will be the writers of the 68th Eurovision Song Contest in Sweden. You might be asking me, who is Edward Afsilen? Why am I so excited? <gasps> if you're not excited by that, you're about to be. Because this is is the man who co-wrote the script for 2016 Eurovision. That's right, the man who co-created Peace, Peace, Love, Love and the incredible script. I mean, let's be honest, I know so much of it is in the presentation and we have to salute Mons and Petra for giving such an amazing performance, but they can't do anything without a script. And this guy, mwah, mm, 2016, mwah, mwah, oh, hosting gold. I mean, this man knows how to turn a phrase. Other works that he's done is on the theatre. He has translated from English to Sweden. He's brought for the theatre productions of Steel Magnolia's Rock of Ages, Shakespeare's Twelfth Night. That's a hard one to translate. Shakespearean English is hard enough when you're English, let alone when you're Swedish. I mean, I listen to Shakespeare. I need to translate to translate ye old English to modern English, let alone to translate ye old English to modern English to Swedish. Uh, but he has the knack. The reason Edward is just so good at it and it comes across in his work is the simple fact that he is a lifelong fan of the Eurovision Song Contest and in 2009 actually began audio commentary for Sweden in Sweden of the Eurovision Song Contest where he is a huge favourite for a beautiful, delicious mix of humour and sparkle and oh! Obviously, he took time off for 2013 and the 2016 contest where he actually worked as the scriptwriter. In 2015, the BBC got him to write the script of Eurovision Song Contest's greatest hits in a special show to commemorate the 60th edition of Eurovision. Of course, 2016, love, love, peace, peace. My favourite bit, exactly what we said last week, the independent newspaper named Peace, Peace, Love, Love, quote, the ultimate interval act somehow even upstaging Justin Timberlake himself. Yeah, we were there, independent. We had eyes. 
none of us can remember Justin Timberlake at 2016 Eurovision. The guy just has an amazing career and if you've ever heard him talk about Eurovision, you can genuinely feel the love that he has for this contest. Ebba Adelson, executive producer of the Eurovision Song Contest, has said, <coughs> quote, we, oh God, what's a Swedish accent? Ah, oh, I, I, all I can think of is the Swedish chef. Doom, ba doom, ba doom. We are, of course, incredibly happy that Edward has boarded the train again. He has a deep knowledge of Eurovision and a great sense of humor. He has shown that it is possible to make fun of the competition in a loafing way and has created legendary Eurovision broadcasts. Together with Daniel Rahin and the rest of the team, I am convinced that he would deliver three fantastic shows for television viewers all over the world. Whoop, doop, doop. Little bit of a trivia. Of course, the legendary Muppet show, The Crazy Chef. Everywhere in the world, we know him as the Swedish chef. In Sweden, he's known as the Norwegian chef. I don't know if he's going to be making a big appearance at Sweden 2024. It kind of feels like Sweden understands the monumental moment that is going to be Eurovision 2024. Sweden, ABBA, Petra and Mons, fingers crossed, and Australia. Oh, my Lord, it's happening. Exciting news also from Germany, who has introduced the new way that they will be picking their contestant for the Eurovision Song Contest. They will be picking them through Ich will zum esk. God, I love the German language. Ich will zum esk. Which basically translates as I want to go to the ESC. Woo! What it is, is it's going to be a television show. It's going to give them the chance to have the chance for the chance to compete at Eurovision. Conchita Wurst and singer-songwriter Ria Gave will act as coaches for the hopefuls. (gasps) And if you are going to get instructions on how to win at Eurovision and how to achieve perfection, you want Conchita Worst. They're going to whittle them down to basically they're going to have the group of finals and then there is going to be a live final show of Ich will zum Esk. The winners of this show will then have the opportunity to go up against more established acts for the contest to pick the winner who will represent Germany at the Eurovision Song Contest 2024. Then the winner of this contest, and it's going to be cited by the voting public. Episodes one to three of Ich will zum Esk start on Thursday, the 25th of January. Honestly, I cannot think of a more amazing experience for an up-and-comer. If you have on your bucket list the desire to one day represent your country at the Eurovision Song Contest, then I think definitely tune into this. I think the lessons that you're going to get from Conchita are going to be priceless. I know people can try and argue with me all day and all night, but they're wrong if they say that Conchita Wurst rise like a phoenix and that performance was anything other than sheer perfection. 
oh, just thinking about that song, hearing that song, it makes me want to go on to a James Bond marathon. The greatest James Bond song that isn't a James Bond song. Oh, we love you, Conchita. One more bit of news we have this week. The Netherlands has picked their contestant for Eurovision 2024. They have picked Joost Klein. Says it's an honour to represent the Netherlands and is committed to giving all for his best possible outcome. He remembers watching the Eurovision Song Contest with his parents glued to the screen year after year. Now, just doing a search for him online, a lot of people keep referring to his, quote, lively performances. And if anyone has seen a picture of him, he kind of, you know what, he looks like the Netherlands version of Russell Brand. For all our UK listeners out there, he's a red-headed standard comedian with a wonky eye. Okay, so he's he's the red-headed Netherlands Russell Brand without the wonky eye. Joust, he's a 26-year-old musician. His musical styles are influenced by pop, happy hardcore and pop punk. He also has a president of success across Europe. He had a number one hit in Germany, Switzerland and Austria with Freisendung. It's had over 100 million streams worldwide. I don't know. So what's that Spotify? Like $30? But anyway. And it won the best song in Germany's radio awards. And it was also a huge hit getting lots of airplay across Italy and Ukraine. So I love that. A little bit of quirkiness. Can't wait for that to hit the Eurovision stage. So that's the main bit of the news that we have this week. Oh, my Lord. And to be honest, Eurovision is welcoming back Australia. And the writers of Peace, Peace, Love, Love are back. Do we care about any other news? So we've got the stage. We've got the production team. We've got the writers. Oh, you can feel Damn you, Sweden. They're really drawing this out, sucking us in. You know you're building up to the big momentum, the best actors. Oh, it's so close. I can taste the peace, peace, love, love. (gasps) Of course, he's back. That implies, obviously, (gasps) I'm calling it now, there's going to be a sequel to peace, peace, love, love. How does he top that? Where does he go? And we need to start a poll on how many past Eurovision performances will he reference in his performance and how many of these will there be on stage, Alexander Ryback. Ooh, honestly, I'm so excited. All right, let us know. It could be in Petra and Mons. There was a rumour that it could be ABBA. Okay, that was started by me. That was that was me asking maybe ABBA could be hosting Eurovision 2024. I'm still not prepared to give up on that dream. Will it be Petra and Mons? Will it be ABBA? Will it be Yana from the shops? Who knows? Tune in, hopefully next week. <gasps> I'm so excited. Anyway, regardless, we'll see you there, suckers. You let us back in and you better believe we're here, we're coming, we're bringing it.